and welcome to the Pride of Detroit POD cast, prideofdetroit.com, Pride of Detroit on Twitter, Pride of Detroit on Facebook. Jeremy, I was dealing with something. I was sending a message to our people. Do not give me that look. <laughs> we, were, we were making sure the people knew. The people have to know that the Pride of Detroit POD cast is back again for another mini by day two of the free agency coverage. And this time the Lions have actually signed someone who isn't one of their own. And we sign a few others, and we're going to break it down. I'm Christopher Fett, the adequate host at Christopher Fett on Twitter. Jeremy Reisman, the fearless leader at Detroit Online. Ryan Matthews, the rock god, at Ryan underscore POD. We're just jumping right in. You know who we are at this point. If you don't, then um, I'm sorry. Go back and uh, familiarize yourself. Anyway, uh, let's start right off the top. DJ Shark, formerly of the Jacksonville Jaguars, has signed a one-year, $10 million deal. Guaranteed money, that $10 million. And it has given what the Lions have apparently been seeking, Jeremy, all this offseason now is a big body guy outside who can yeah. just muscle ball. Well, and, and he can run for days, too. You know, he's a mm-hmm. four. He's a four three guy. So speed, size, outside receiver that the Lions have just really been telegraphing the entire offseason. They want someone like that. DJ Chark was one of the guys that, that I think everyone kind of circled as, as a possibility here. Um, and, and so it, it's a good fit theoretically. Uh, I think the contract is one of the more interesting parts about the signing though, right? Because we, we've seen these huge contracts with some of these wide receivers, these long-term deals, the Lions only signed DJ Chark to a one-year deal, but fully guaranteed 10 million, uh, which, which is also kind of an, an interesting twist to, um, this whole thing, because I don't know, it, it, it the way I compared it, it's almost like a, uh, a franchise tag in a way for DJ Chark. It's like a, it's a one-year prove-it deal, but everything's guaranteed and upfront. And um, he he's betting on himself, which is kind of interesting because I, I figured he'd get maybe a better, more friendly deal out there. Yeah, I, I think what's most interesting about the deal is what you just said, Jeremy, with that guaranteed money, because this feels like the move Brad Holmes wanted to make last offseason, but didn't have the money to do it with Tyrell Williams. You know what right. I mean? Like, it really seems like I'm going to get a, a player who's a tier above that guy who who has done it for a whole season, has proved. I mean, his, his 2019 season is nothing to sneeze at, right? Like 73 receptions for over a thousand yards and eight touchdowns. Gardner Minshew, Gardner, Gardner Minshew and Nick Foles were his quarterbacks that season. So uh, for, for all the people that are wondering, oh, why, why is DJ Shark going to take his talent to Detroit for a one-year prove-it deal with Jared Goff? Uh, Jared Goff's a better quarterback than either he of those. I, I know there's like a cult yeah. following of Gardner Minshew. I don't buy it. Goff is objectively better. It doesn't matter how bad you think Goff is. He's, he's better than Gardner Minshew. I think the injury is a big part of it. It's absolutely a huge part of it. He had a, you mentioned 2019, but the year before that, he had a brutal ankle injury and uh, this year, excuse me. um, I'm just being all kinds of adequate today. And this, I I think it's just, it's driven him to the prove a deal. We're seeing a lot more contracts though, Jeremy being guaranteed money. So that part didn't really surprise me. I think as you said, the one-year deal really surprised me. I think part of it is prove it. Part of it seems to be maybe they want to compete this year, but I've got, I've got more of a different theory on it, but I, I think I want to start by to, to get to that theory. I want to start with a different question, which is, and I, I have my answer for it, but I've seen it crop up in the, and the question I've seen a lot for is about what does this signing mean for the lions in the wide receiver position in the draft? Well, I, I don't think it takes, 
wide receiver off the board, but it does maybe change what kind of receiver they go after. And and not, and I'm not really talking about an X, a Y or Z or a slot or outside or anything like that. I, I think it buys them time so that if they want to get a developmental guy or a guy who was injured, you know, there's a lot of injured wide receivers um, that you might have, might not be able to start Jameson Williams with the, the torn ACL in January might not be ready to go, but the Lions can take that risks now because they don't need a guy. They have a guy that can start in that position right away. And so if they want to take Jameson Williams, take a while. I, I mean, I know everyone is, is falling in love with Christian Watson right now. He's a guy that coming from North Dakota state going to probably going to need some seasoning in the NFL before he's ready to, to be a number one receiver. If he'll, if that's, you know, his ceiling. So the Lions can now kind of afford to build, um, you know, go, go for a wide receiver that, that just doesn't have to start right away. It doesn't have to be, you know, all these, you know, wide receivers that just blew up in their first year last year, or, you know, there are several examples of, of that happening recently. They don't need to go out and get one of those guys. And and it's probably more likely that one of those guys that, that isn't going to be a, a high impact guy in year one is going to be available at 32 or 34. So it makes sense in that in kind of in that realm. Yeah. I, I, I want to keep talking about DJ shark, but the one thing that I want to to add to this pot though, is like the Khalif Raymond resigning. Right. Um, and we got to come around to that, but I, yeah. I my my quick point is that by making that signing along with this DJ Shark signing, it doesn't limit what the Lions, like you said, Jeremy, look for at 32 or 34. If they want to go with wide receiver that early in the draft, I think that they could maybe even push it back a little bit further now. They could push it back a little bit further. There's They're probably out of, depending on how many wide receivers go off the board too, they could be out of the running for Wilson or, or and London and um, – and why am I blanking on the Arkansas kid's name? Uh, Traylon, 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 Traylon. So like they could, they could totally be out of running for the, for the big names and trying to pick up the scraps, which isn't an enviable position, enviable position. You never want to force a, a particular position in the draft. You just want to go best player available to the positions you need. So I think it does like the one year deal is fascinating because a, I think, I mean, we, we know the coaching staff wants to compete this year. They don't want to just sit back and be and be going through another year of, of the rebuild process. So Shark on a one-year deal fits that, but it also fits that this is kind of how they've handled other free agents they signed last year on prove-it deals. And it's, it seemed to work out. We'll talk about how it's worked out with some of those players. And then, yeah, it's contingency. It's contingency about, you know, what you can do with wide receiver and you get a good, a decent core right now, because as Brian alluded to, we're going to talk about Cleef Raymond in a second. You've got Amon Ross St. Brown and shark outside. And uh, yeah. Yeah. See uh, where it goes. I, I guess it's, it's, fairly low risk. I don't want to say it's no risk because $10 million is $10 million. Yeah. But that's you know, it, I, the, the wide receiver market seems to be completely out of whack. And we right. have Jacksonville to thank for that right now. Yeah. And but. I think, I think they're, they're in an interesting spot because if he succeeds this year, the Lions have one of two options. They can re-sign him and hopefully get him in a fairly good deal. Or if he blows up and he, you know, he, he, he basically becomes out of their market. Well, good. Like now, now you might get a compensatory pick from him. You might cash in in the way you did with Kenny Galladay. Um, if it doesn't work out well, you're out $10 million, which isn't insignificant. It, it isn't. The lines have struck out at wide receiver last year too. And it wasn't insignificant. Wasn't, it wasn't quite as risky as this. And listen, there, there is some risk there, right? The injury stuff is real. And I think DJ Chark is a, is a good human being. If, if you kind of read some of the, the human profiles on him, um, today, 
you, you, you see a guy who's very humble a guy who takes his mental health seriously, takes his family life very seriously and takes his professional life very seriously last year that the one knock on his game that has been is despite his, his length, his, his tallness is he's not a physical receiver. He hasn't been a guy who can, you know, get off of, of press coverage and things like that. Well, that's something he really, really worked on going into 2021. And unfortunately the ankle injury kind of set back, you know, any potential growth there, but uh, he he's a guy that I think fits the personality of what they want here and uh, obviously fits the athletic profile of what they want too. So um, hopefully it works out. Like, like you said, Chris, the Lions have gave a lot of guys prove it deals last year and a lot of them proved it, not all of them, but a lot of them proved it. So hopefully uh shark can prove it. This a lot of them, a lot of them proved it. And I think we're starting to see some of those guys who did prove it feel like coming back too. Yeah. I think that's the important thing. There's something about the, the culture under Dan Campbell that it's not just, all right, I'm putting in my time in Detroit and now let me go to another organization. They feel like, you know, the prove a deal and suddenly they're buying in. Right. We'll see if that's true. Shark, everyone's different, but I'm, I just, it's, it's a pattern I've noticed. And that kind of lets us dovetail into the two other re-signings that happened today. Charles Harris. Uh, we don't have too many details. We know it's two years, $14 million. So I, we, we, add, we, we talked a little bit about edge, uh, if edge could be a need in free agency. And they've, you know, answered the question right now about whether or not they'll bring Charles Harris back. He's ostensibly probably going to be starting on one of those sides. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. And, you know, many fans think the other one will probably come as a rookie in the draft. Yeah, that's what they think. That's what they think. I, he, I, I really like the Charles Harris resigning. I, I, think, I think it's a really good move in terms of both price and what it offers Brad Holmes moving forward, and that's flexibility. But that's like the theme of this offseason again is like it, it – this offseason is not hamstringing or hampering any future plans in any in any what way. Like, Short term, I, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of these moves are being made so that they can maintain that flexibility because I, I think you can agree, right, Jeremy? Like the Lions aren't a Randy Gregory splash signing away from being a, a you know, a, a top even 16 defense. You sure. know what I mean? Like that that's the answer to that question, right? Yeah, for sure. Um and I, yeah, I, I was kind of just kind of lukewarm on this one. I, I think that was about what I was expecting Charles Harris to go. I think in, in my free agent profile, I wrote he might get eight or nine million. He get he gets seven a year. Um, yesterday, I think on this podcast, I said if they could get him back at five or six million a year, I'd be okay with that. And so if they got him at seven, I, I guess I can't be a big complainer here. But I, I don't know. Like, I just I, I feel like it's a little bit much for a rotational player. And I'm assuming he's going to be a rotational player because I do think the Lions draft an edge guy at some point and, and want him to be a starter. But there, there are a lot of questions at edge. We, we talked about him last night, whether it's, uh, you know, the, the injury um, for Romeo and, and how will he'll look and, and some of these developmental guys, it, it was certainly a need. Um, and I, I don't mind bringing Charles Harris back. Um, I, I hope there's room for him to grow because I think playing at the level he did last year is fine but I, I, I'd like to see him be better. I'd like to see him be a, a guy that can push 10 sacks a season. Right. And now on to the other part, and I know this one Ryan was alluding to, because I know this has kind of been the discussion and it's kind of rankled some of Lions Twitter who uh, can't seem to let a good thing ever dissuade them from noticing the bad things. Sometimes Cleef Raymond, two years, got a two year deal. Um, we don't have the details. It says up to nine million. That doesn't seem to really mean much. That could be a very it can be very incentives misleading. loaded. That that's that's a very incentives yeah. performance 
uh, goal-laden contract, probably. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I understand that people think, like don't understand the signing. It's not – and, like, people are getting very upset about money that's not their own when the Lions still have plenty of cap to work with. But, A, Khalif Raymond did have – what was it? Career highs last year. Wait, uh, like across had, the board. He was yeah. before Amon Ra came around. Khalif Raymond was in many games, the top recipient of Jared Goff's of, of Jared Goff's uh, uh, passes. And he made a lot of them. So he, he has the numbers to back it up. And also part of the point of these prove it deals is eventually if, if like you have to show some loyalty back, if they're going to want to come back and yeah, you, you pay for the guys who've done good work for you. You know what they can do and you pay for them. And again, wide receiver market seems to be just completely messed up right now that two years performance slated up to 9 million doesn't shock me. It just doesn't. I have a lot of thoughts. You, you have a lot on yeah, this. That, that's I, I'm just going to give the floor. Back. I'm giving the yeah. floor to you. I, I just want people to realize that, wide receivers are not numerical overalls like in your Madden depth chart. Like Khalif Raymond is important to this team. And I'm not, and I'm not trying to sway so far to the other side of this argument, but like there wasn't a Khalif Raymond on this team, on this roster. There, there isn't another guy like him that they have right now. They don't have a speedy outside guy who also is serviceable and useful. I would even say in the return game. To that point, like, I think Quintez Cephas is more at risk of losing uh, a spot on this team because his role can be replicated by, uh, by a, you know, numerous guys. Amon Ra in the slot. DJ Shark played some big slot um, snaps in Jacksonville, like, to the tune of, like, almost 24% of his snaps. I, I think that people don't understand that Cleef Raymond is a different type of receiver that the Lions did not have on their team. And again, two years up to nine million. I, I mean, it, it could totally be a deal that the Lions can get out from in in one year. Do you know what I mean? Like that that could be something that very. We're all very just well assuming. Happens. We're all just assuming this is a bad contract because he's going to eat dirt or something too. Yeah. Like there's this. There's always this underlying assumption when someone doesn't like a contract that the guy is just going to suck next year. Even when and, I just said he just made career highs across and, the board. And the, the one last thing is I think the perception of Khalif Raymond got warped because he got thrown into a role that he had no idea he was stepping into in Detroit. Brashad Perryman goes down, Tyrell Williams goes down. All of a sudden it's, hey, Khalif Raymond, who has like the most limited snaps, go be the number one wide receiver for the Detroit Lions and Jared Goff is your quarterback. Like, and he made the most of it, to be honest. Yeah, and you need those kind of guys too who are going to like, Shark and Amon Ross St. Brown can't play every snap. Like, I, I think there's this idea that th- there's not many guys who play over a thousand snaps at wide receiver. I think last year that was like what Cooper cup and one other guy. I'm not remembering off the top of my head. Justin like, Jefferson, Justin Jefferson. Yes. So you, you need guys like Raymond who are, who are proven commodities who, who have just proven that they can come in rotationally and do well for you. He was thrown into a starting role last year, as you said, but I mean, what what you have that in front of you and you have that Cephas who I understand everyone liked the value in Cephas, but we don't have anything from last year from Cephas to go on and what he does under a, under a Dan Campbell, uh, Ben Johnson system. Yeah. I want to ask Jeremy a question 
because I want to know, are you lukewarm on this deal in the same way that you are lukewarm on a Charles Harris deal? Because it's a guy who has one year of like, of a proven season, but you know, like a season where you would want and expect more if he's going to get the pay grade that he gets. Short answer. Yes. Um, I, I am a little skeptical of this deal. I, I, Listen, he's he's entering the roster right now as what wide receiver four, I guess maybe maybe wide receiver five if you, if he's behind Cephas. You add another depending one, depending of depending of the, the Lions draft one, right, yeah, right. Yeah. If you add another one in the draft, you, you push that down even further. I, I think you have a point that the Lions don't have a a returner uh, on his level. Really, anyone like I guess Amon Ra maybe is the most capable there. You probably don't want him returning punts. Just for no, safety you absolutely punts, do not. Yeah. Punts are considered the most dangerous play in football right now. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm anti, I'm team anti-special team. So I don't know how much you should be paying a, a guy who's, who's returning punts. We're, we're you, you have, you, you have to you return, return punts. You need someone to return the punt. Okay. Punt. But you, you also couldn't just get a guy who catches punts. I mean, he returned 17. You were talking 17 plays that are that I mean, in the entire seasons. It's not, it's not a big, important play. Um, that being said, Khalif Raymond represents everything that the Lions like in, in a player like him because he is one of those gritty guys, one of those first in, last out kind of guys. He's the one that kind of took over uh, Amon Ra's, you know, catch 200 balls after every practice. He started doing that too. And and listen, he improved. And and yes, he did show some things that that I don't think any other team got out of him. But part of that also is just because he got the opportunity, right? Like where else had he gotten the opportunity to get 500 snaps in a season and, and starts and things like that. He hadn't gotten those opportunities. And I mean, I, I feel like we spent all season complaining that the Lions didn't have any wide receivers all year. And now we're trying to kind of rationalize, well, Oh, actually this guy was kind of good. We and have too many now. Good. We have too many now. So I, I don't know. Like I, I don't think Khalif Raymond's going to play much of any role on offense in, in 2022, unless injuries hit. And, and listen, you have to, you have to prepare for injuries because they hit. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I, again, like I don't want to overreact when there's no contract deals to details out really. Cause a two year, $9 million deal doesn't mean anything. Cause guess what? Josh Reynolds original contract was two years, 12 million. And then everyone freaked out. And what did it turn out to be two years, 6 million, half that. So if the line signed Khalif Raymond to a two year, four and a half year deal, and they can get out of it after one year, then yeah, I'm, I don't care. Like that's fine. That's absolutely fine. The, the one thing, the one thing that I, I kind of battle with is, is you look at all these guys that they're re-signing and that's, that's the big complaint right now. They've, they've re-signed seven out of their 12 unrestricted, basically half of their unrestricted free agents, almost all the restricted free agents, every exclusive right free agent and signed one outside guy. It's annoying. It's, it's frustrating. The whole fun of free agency is, is getting in new toys and, and being excited about them. But the part that I'm kind of con- conflicted on is like, a lot of these guys deserve to come back. A lot of these guys right, yes. to come back. A lot of these yes. guys, and you want as a culture to build that. You want to to reward Jason Kabinda for for being a, a multi use tool. You want to reward Evan Brown for balling out as a as a backup safety. What? You want to reward. Center. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. What like, what is the point? Tracy what Walker, is, what is Charles the... Harris, and Khalif Raymond? They all played better than you expected. You want to reward that, but at the same time, you also have to be like, well, this is a business. You're not just like handing out fun contracts. Like, wow, you did such a great job. Come on back. You need to upgrade at some point. You do, and and I don't know where that's coming for in free agency. And and here, here's the part that I don't know if I buy. 
because Tracy Walker said this in front of the podium today. Someone asked him straight up, like, what do you make of, you know, bringing back everybody from, from defense that was ranked 30th and 31st and 32nd in just about every single category. And he said, well, these guys weren't expected to play anywhere and they developed and they got better. And so they're going to be better next year and we're developing from within. And that's how we're going to be better next year. Do you guys buy that? I don't know if I buy that. No, but I, I don't, I don't think he has any other answer to really give up there. Oh, do you, do you think the guys who you currently have shared a locker room with are just bums and should be thrown out on the well, street? Of course he's not going to say that, but there's a, but I'm just saying that's what, that's what the question is implying, Jeremy. That's, that's what the not, question that is pointed okay. enough okay, that it's like, he can't, I know I, he, that's the underlying, the question. no, but that's the underlying tone of that question to a player. He can't do anything, okay, but, but I'm asking it to guys. you screw what the yeah. player said. I'm just saying yeah. to you, how do you rationalize bringing back all these players on defense and the defense going to get better? You, you, you hit on it is, is like, A, it's the culture. You want to build a culture. And like the whole point of the prove-it deal, you can't hand out prove-it deals and then shove everyone out the door after they proved it. And also on the other yeah. side, again, if a lot of these turn into be short, this, this, this gels with kind of like what we kind of know in that they want to compete next year, but I don't, think they're anywhere going anywhere they're not going anywhere excuse me my tongue's twisting with the current quarterback situation with some of the current pieces around it so you kind of have to compete and show a good fight and then and then you just build maybe your longer term pieces with guys in the draft rookie with guys who are going to develop under center and then in a year or two as some of these contracts start to come off, then you start going for the bigger splashes when some of these just don't work out. It, it sucks because Lions fans don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear that maybe they will be uh, seven and 10 in 2022, or they'll be nine and eight. They'll be hovering around the no man's land. But that seems to be what, like, the, the, the coaching staff at least seems to think they want to win. They want to at least go in and compete and do their damnedest next year. But we all know looking at the tape that that's not going to lead to a playoff. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's it's, it's rough because fans want it to be maximal. Either you're going to go deep into playoffs or you're going to hit the top of the draft. You can't, the worst thing is to, is to be in between. Right. And unfortunately that just seems to be where this, this team is going, but they don't see that as a downside. They just see that as improving and getting better. I guess some of the disconnect here is like you can, you can be aggressive in free agency and not just be aggressive to now, right? You can go sign a young guy. There's, there's not a ton of them available, but you can go sign a young guy who you hope to get and develop and sign to a longer term deal. That that's what I think people are being frustrated about because I mean, Brad Holmes also like he called this the player acquisition phase and they haven't acquired basically anybody yet. And so I think it got a lot of people's hopes up. But like, yeah, I'm, I'm not advocating for them to go buck wild in free agency. I, I'd like, I'd just like to see some new blood in here, take some chances on some, some new guys and, and just raise the bar a little bit because I, I understand like you're not trying to win in, in, in 2022 in, in terms of, you know, winning the NFC North and all that sort of stuff. And you are your, your primary goal is to build through the draft. And of course I believe in that. I think that's the right way to do it. You look at the offensive side of the ball, which I think we can all agree is the stronger side of the ball and might be actually good this year. Most of that was through the draft. Um, 
but I mean, you, you can have your cake and eat it too and be a little bit more aggressive in free agency and not just kind of settle for some, some mediocre talent. That's kind of getting better, but not, you know, none of these guys are like high floor guys, like Alex Anzalone, Khalif Raymond, Josh Reynolds, like all these guys are, are decent, but I don't think either you're going to develop them into suddenly like 10 million a year guys. I, is there a question in that or can I no, just I mean, respond no, no, to no, that? No, 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 no. I'm giving, I'm giving you the, I'm giving you the floor again, Ryan. That's all. Oh, okay. All right. Well, so I think to that point, like with what Chris is saying in terms of they might view just winning a bunch of games as, you know, that's going to happen as they improve or on the same hand, if that doesn't happen, they have brought back all this talent that they have again on mostly one year deals, right. ostensibly that they can just cut bait with going into next year when they're even when they have even more money, when they have even more rookies and more draft picks that they have made. I think like a, a lot of this, I, I get it, Jeremy, like people get really excited when Brad Holmes says we have more resources for free agency. We can get more players. Everybody's ears perk up and they say, Oh, like they'll get so-and-so from there and so-and-so from there. And all of a sudden the lions will be an amalgamation of all the great things in the league and the lions will be an awesome team. And that's fairy dust. And it's all blowing out of your, you know what, because the reality of it is that the lions have nine draft picks. Like what is Brad Holmes strength? Brad Holmes strength College is, scouting. is through the draft. Like that guy has nine picks this year. He has, you know, after the compensatory selections came out today, he, he has the Rams first round pick next year. Like this is patience. It's yeah. patience at this point. And you have to be patient with it. Yeah. I think totally it's, it's going, it's going to require some patience. And at the end of the day too, I, I don't know. I I'm trying to read into what Brad Holmes is doing rather than what he's saying. I know if he, if he, you know, if he blows up his promise, if you call it a promise, then yeah, I, 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 I can get why fans being mad. I'm just trying to look at what he's doing and not what he's saying. And what we seem to have right now is short term, but uh, we'll see. We still got free agency is still young, but that's going to be doing it for us here on the Pride Detroit POD cast. We promise we keep this short. I think we hit our mark this time. Uh, Let's go. Maybe, maybe I have to see the final marker. 25 ish. I think and we're good. 20 where we're going. 26 now, 27 as we continue <laughs> to talk. So for Jeremy, for Ryan, for myself, mini POD is done. We'll see you star side. <laughs>